It's like 1.25 a.m. in New York. Do they hear us now? <laughs> Good. Shouts to Baby Cabo. Cabo Nation. What up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 134. That's right, episode 134 of Combo's Court. And I am Combo. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button right on your apple podcast app stop what you're doing man pause this episode and get that done for me rate and review wherever you listen to combos court shouts to spotify luminary iHeartRadio, google play they all carry our podcast man they carry combos court and we're out here today's show sports talk two three one nine rashad phillips is here we discuss the upcoming NBA draft and some of its prospects, some of the guys flying underneath the radar. We also discussed some of the trades that went down, plus so much more. Follow shot on Twitter at RP3Natural. That's RP3NATURAL. You know you can follow me on Instagram at 12combo. That's O N E T W O C O M B O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's. Get into it. Luca on the track. Phillips Sports Talk 2319 College Basketball NBA Basketball Prospects Specialist. Man, he has that magnetism you just can't teach. Welcome to Combo's Court, man. Welcome back. Combo, you know, it's always a pleasure to be on your platform. And why? Because when I when I get to exchange the basketball with you, a guy that actually knows is always refreshing. So thanks for having me. It's always my pleasure, and I appreciate you being here, and that means a lot to me. That's, that's a big compliment. Rashad, man, speaking of magnetism, what does that mean when you say a player has magnetism? I, th- I think that, you know, we're, we're so caught up in the box score era. I think this is a box score era generation, and I like to look at players and things that they do outside of the box score. So when I use the word magnetism, a lot of that means the ability to, to shape chemistry, to, to – make people around you better that the, the create opportunities and elevate others extract greatness out of people so when i use the word magnetism which i rarely use that's what it means all right so this trade was crazy man uh robert coverington is now back in houston a lot of people didn't even realize he was there a little while mm-hmm. ago <laughs> your boy trey man he got clint that's a crazy lob threat um i think that's yes. magnificent what do you feel about the trade what do you make of it um, I think it's a great trade uh, for the Atlanta Hawks. Obviously, they're they're trending up. When I mean, you get a guy like Clint Capella, who's a terrific um, pick and roll guy, especially when he's diving to the basket. And on top of that, you're giving the Atlanta Hawks a a, a good defensive anchor as well. You you mix that in with the draft pick that they still have and the young core of Reddish, Herder, John Collins. You can't help but to be excited for what the Atlanta Hawks. It's preparing to do in the future. Right. Do you have any concerns about Collins and Clint Capella playing together? I don't. Okay. I, I actually don't. I, I believe John Collins is a natural four. 
Okay. Um, he's a, he's a shot maker. If you look at his statistics, um, he has a really good uh, three point percentage. But even when you watch him on tape, he has a, a a nice release, a good trajectory on his jump shot. And I believe he's going to be more useful stretching the defense instead of being more, uh, primarily the role guy. Right, right. In Houston, you know, everyone's saying they're leaning into analytics, which is true. But actually, mm-hmm. you know, Clint Capella is actually a pro-analytic player because, you know, the big thing with analytics is easy twos, free throws, and threes. And Clint Capella could give you easy twos all day. They are leaning yes. into analytics, but Clint Capella is not anti-analytic by any stretch of the imagination. All right. Uh, were you surprised that Kuzma wasn't moved? Because I feel that they were auditioning him for a trade, and then they kind of real- mm-hmm. realized, wait, this guy is, you know, we might want to keep this guy. You ever see that happening in the league? Is that what you feel happened? What would you make of it? I see it all the time. I, I, I just think that what social media combo is that a lot of people try to force narratives. Okay. Um, Kyle Kuzma, is a, I mean, he's 23. Right. He's a, you, you, you can't give away all of your young assets to try and win a championship. I just don't, I don't believe that's the right way to win a championship in the NBA is mortgaging off your young core. And Kyle Kuzma is one of those players that he's a terrific score. He's a three-level score. Yes. Um, he's not great defensively, but he's young. But he, he's one of those players that you will need in order to get you over the hump. His usefulness, his ability to score, and he, 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 doesn't, he doesn't shy away from the big stage. So I think the Lakers wanted to trade him, but thought had some buyer's remorse and said, no, let's keep him. And I think it's going to pay off for them in the long run. Right. Speaking of narratives, speaking of perception, uh, the perception of Wiggins is he's very talented. Not, mm-hmm. uh, there's a narrative that he's not a winner, that he lacks intangibles. What do you think mm-hmm. the Warriors were thinking when they acquired Wiggins in this trade? I think they were, think- I think they were thinking Harrison Barnes but a little bit better offensively. More talented offensively. Yes, yes. absolutely. Um, the, we know the NBA is, is, is geared towards offense. And the Warriors added another gun. That's what they did. Um, Wiggins isn't the defender um, that Harrison Barnes is, or is he as competitive as Harrison Barnes is, but he's more offensively equipped than Harrison Barnes. And um, that was a 73-9 and team. I really like that trade. Um, I've heard, you know, on some major platforms that it's a bad trade because the, the contract, but – the Warriors have another four-year window to win one championship out of the next four years. I believe they'll get it done. I like how you look at it long-term because I think a lot mm-hmm. of people – I think, you know, you mentioned social media. I think in the social media era, a lot of people are, short, are short-sighted, you know, yes. in their thoughts. And they're not thinking like that. We got four years to win one or two. And that's right. how you make your moves. Yes. Yeah. That's how, that's how real GMs think. You look, you, look, you look down the line and see what it is, and I can guarantee you this, that Golden State saying we got four years to win at least one. And if we get lucky, we'll win two. Right, right. Uh, you still like Wiseman for them? I do. I yeah. still like Wiseman for them. I do. I, I still don't change there. I, I believe that, you know, um, with Looney, Looney has proved to have some durability issues. Okay. Um, so you always want to have a – a backup big, um, especially a, a kid of that age um, that could that could really grow 
with that, if you think about it, if you get Wiseman with Golden State, that's four years that you give Wiseman. I, I believe they win a championship um, with that unit. Right. Uh, I hate to stay on this Bud Wars narrative, but um, there's a narrative, and I've heard people say on the major, major platforms, as you said, um, that this draft stinks. It's a weak draft. <laughs> I hear it. I hear it. I'm like, I know. what do you make of it? I don't think it's a weak draft at all. I do think it's a utility draft. Gotcha. There's a difference. Like, we, in general, we're so spoiled. We always want superstars. Yes. Superstars. We want to draft superstars. And this draft basically is one that will go down as you can grab a player that will be a really good rotation player for your championship run or playoff run. And you might luck up and get a guy that can just turn himself into a superstar. So again, I stick with, this is going to be a really good utility draft. Right. Uh, I hate to put you on the spot, Rashad, but if you were starting a franchise and I struggle with Mm -hmm. this one myself, um, who Mm -hmm. would you take out of Anthony Edwards and LaMelo ball? LaMelo ball. Why so? Well, I'm I'm all for dynamic point guard play, and okay. anytime you can, anytime you look at it like this, let's you know I, you know I love. It's amazing to me how much film you watch with basketball and how consumed you are with basketball, and you still have time for football. <laughs> okay. I love football. You know, I'm a, I'm a fantasy okay, football okay. guy too. So, no, no, but you you look at you look at Lamelo Ball. He's the he's the superstar quarterback in this draft. Um. You look at Anthony Edwards, he's more of the Saquon Barkley of this draft. He's the running back. And you look at LaMelo Ball, he is the, you know, he, he's the Andrew Luck. He's the Patrick Mahomes. He's the, he's the Aaron Rodgers of this draft. So what do you really want? Do you want a, a running back? You want a Saquon Barkley? Or do you want the superstar quarterback? And that's how I look at this. The last three years, I've pushed for point guards to go number one. I pushed for Trey Young to go number one. I push for John Morant to go number one, and I sit here three years in a row, and I push for Lamelo Ball to go. You didn't go one. wrong with those two, <laughs> <laughs> man. You got uh, Rashad staying on the draft. Who are some guys that will get drafted but are flying underneath the radar at the same time? Well, I, I really love Jalen Green out of Maryland. Uh, I, I've expressed the, I've expressed uh, my curiosity on him the last couple of days. I've been watching tons of film on him. Um, he's a 6'10", um, do-it-all type of forward. Um, he can knock down shots. He's shooting 41% from three. He's a terrific defender. He has a fantastic motor, and he has a work ethic. So I believe that he's a kid that's kind of slipping through the cracks, but obviously he's going to be a first-round pick, but not as high as I think he should. He's going to be a terrific player. Um, I really love Grant Riller out of Charleston. They are first in their conference right now. They had a huge win the other night against William and Mary. Grant Willer's a fantastic combo guard as well. Um, and I and Trey Jones from Duke. I think he's going to be just like his brother, a, a terrific second unit utility guy in the draft. So, like I keep telling you, this is a utility draft. You got to do your homework. Yeah, Trey this Jones year. seems like a safe pick to me. Yeah, very safe. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, I heard your I heard your podcast with uh, Zach. Great stuff, Zach. Zach always My did guy. great work. I yeah. guys sh- sh- shot some jump shots. How, how, how was his jump shot looking? Was it right? He knocked down. Yeah, he knocked down okay. some shots. You know what? He's a he's a terrific athlete. Yeah. You know, um, big guard, big guard. His he's a he's a yeah. big guard. You know, he's a big guard. He he knocked down some shots. He was a little hard on himself because he's a 
he's a competitor. So he didn't make as many as he wanted, um, but he he was terrific. I threw him a couple of alley oops. Okay. He threw him down. So yeah, he so he he actually made it through the workout with with without you know without throwing up in the garbage can. I, he did he did a great job. Okay, okay, he's a lob threat. I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, he was awesome, man. He and he's a terrific. He's a terrific basketball mind. Like a lot of people, I think there's not enough of us in the game, um, guys that just have a, a, a sixth sense of the sport and really understand and, and not trying to push any type of, you know, narrative and just speak the game for what it is. And there's not enough guys in Zach and yourself. Are, are, it's, it's not a lot of us out there that really just love the game and just want to speak. Appreciate it. that. That means a lot, man. And uh, great work. Zach does great work. Go check him out at the Off the Glass podcast. I heard you guys talking yes. about level two scoring. The Bulls analytics team sometimes yeah. discourages their players to not take that mid range jump shot. What is your thought? I don't like it. I, I, I just believe that basketball is an instinctive sport. And when you try to mix analytics and make it a math class, that's when you run into an issue. So uh, when you look at the history of the game, level two scoring has always been um, is, is always been effective. And you look at a lot of players, a lot, of, especially a lot of shooting guards in the league, has made that shot effective. So I, I really don't agree with the analytics in regards to that. Back to Houston, do you feel they have a better chance to win with this current roster? And do you think they could win playoff series with a center at six six? You know what? I, their win over the Lakers last night was very impressive. You know what's um, crazy, Rashad? You know, a lot of people say you can't judge things off one game, but a lot of times you can, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to rule it out. Right. I'm not going to rule it out um, because Houston has the right personnel to maybe pull it off. Right. Westbrook, great one-on-one player. Harden, great one-on-one player, passer. You got Ben McLemore, terrific catch-and-shoot player. P.J. Tucker, shoot player. Eric Gordon. I will not rule that out. I won't. I think Houston is – I think they're up to something. Yeah, and it creates a lot of space for Westbrook because he's probably going to be the one guy not shooting a lot of threes, and it's going mm-hmm. to open that court wide open. And as I was saying that – I'm going back to analytics, but he's, they're going to have a lot of easy twos when people cut through that space and Westbrook playing in transition. It's going to be interesting to watch for sure. For sure, it will be. All right, before we get out of here, Rashad, what's your definition of a hooper versus a basketball player? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, to sum it up, I think when you look at the word hooper, hooper to me, let me break it down. Hooper to me is a player that relies on natural talent to get by. And depending on the level of talent within the player, it will or can predict predicate their own success but there's a gift and a curse to being a hooper the gift is you can cut corners and still be a great player the curse is that there's a ceiling to being a hooper now a basketball player to me is a player that can grasp the dynamics of the game they use their minds to maximize their talents for the benefit of others and the game within the confinements of that game they're able to extract greatness from others while displaying their own and there's no ceiling to a basketball player. Is magnetism innate? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I always go back and forth in my mind when it comes to basketball. Like, how much of it, how much of it is innate? How much of it is worked on? 
Um, like I go back and forth when I think of passing, you know, that ability to pass the basketball. And I always mm-hmm. thought it was an innate ability and some people have a ceiling, but I'm seeing guys improving, improving at their passing now. Like I see like certain players just getting better. Like even Kawhi, he's improved as a passer over the years. Right. And um, Brown from the Celtics. There's a lot of guys, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. what, are your, what are your thoughts on that in terms of innate ability and the ability to pass the basketball? Well, I think a lot of times you have gifted passers and you have guys that can just really pass. Like you look at a Jason Kidd, who's a gifted passer, yeah. Magic Johnson, gifted passer, Chris Paul, Trey Young. Those guys are gifted passers. But when you look at the guys you named, um, Kawhi Leonard, Jalen Brown, like those guys develop that skill over time. And I believe when you improve your passing is because you get double teamed a lot in the NBA. Kawhi was forced to be a great passer or a good passer and improve on that because of the coverages that he sees in the playoffs. Right. With Jalen Brown playing in the Boston Celtics system, the guys that he's surrounded with are really good players. So in order for him to utilize and maximize his own ability and his teammates, he has to be able to improve on his passing. And both of those guys have done that. Who do you like out of the East, Rashad? Um, Milwaukee by a mile. Even with Miami's new pickups, it, uh, does you think Andre moves the needle? I don't think he moves the needle. I just think Milwaukee is just certain teams are just in sync with each other. Okay. And I just think Milwaukee just they're in sync. Do, is Miami scary? Yes. Yeah. Do I think Miami can beat Milwaukee four times out of seven? No, I don't. Not this year. And you're not concerned about the wall with Giannis. You know, they're doing something a little different, actually, when they build that wall. Giannis is passing it early, and then they're going quick pick and roll. I think yeah. that's going to help the playoffs. Yeah, I, I just think with the tape, I think the coaches have done a terrific job of preparing for the wall for the, for the playoffs. And um, it may be an issue certain games, but I just don't think that you can beat Milwaukee four times out of seven games. And do, what teams in the West do you feel could beat Milwaukee seven games, if anybody? The Clippers. Not the Lakers. No. Rashad, man, it was great having you on. You're always welcome back on the show. Where can we find you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter, RP3Natural. Instagram, Rashad Phillips, 2319. And Combo, I got to get you on my show, too. I'm just work. I'm working on all my logistics for the summer, but I'm definitely going to bring you on my show, brother. Oh, man, I would love that. That would be awesome. You're always welcome back on my show. Talk soon. Talk soon, baby. There it is. Thank you for listening to Combo's Court and big shouts to Rashad for joining in. We appreciate you. Go check out sportstalk2319.com. And thank you to everyone who listens to Combo's Court across the globe. The continued support has been nothing short of amazing. Go rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button right on your Apple Podcast app. Check out the Combos Court Patreon page. I'll put a link in the description for that. And get this done for me as well. Take a screenshot of this episode. Post it on your IG stories. Tag me at 1-2-Combo. And then be on the lookout for episode 1-3-5. We're out here, man. Combo out.